Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Kia ora now. Welcome to World and Sport from RNZ Pacific. I'm Ben Robinson Drawbridge. This week, changes to the Davis Cup bring benefits for Pacific nations. And the Fijian Drua stay on top of the Australian National Rugby Championship. But first, the Queensland Rugby League says it expects the Papua New Guinea Hunters will commit to the Intrust Super Cup for another four years. The Hunters' initial five-year licence has come to term, but the league says it's confident the PNG side will soon renew its membership. The league's competitions manager, Dave Maiden, says the tournament has benefited from having the Hunters involved. Yeah, from our point of view, that's it's um, you know it's a given that they'll be continue to be involved in our competition. So obviously they they come in initially in the middle of a funding uh, cycle, so they actually had to fund their own inclusion as well as teams that visited in their inclusion and the match officials and everything that went with that. So there was some significant demands. Their desire was obviously was high, so they uh, they agreed to do those terms. We've assisted them over the years where we can with regard to that, but certainly their inclusion in our competition has been welcomed and and encouraged and uh, we look forward to having them in again for the you know the remaining four years of of the television deal it's um all our clubs will be signing a four-year uh, participation agreement and the, the hunters uh, i imagine the hunters will be one of those will the next four years come with the same terms as the previous five you you mentioned that they had to pay to assist travel to port moresby is that right yeah, that's right. Well, they have to, to pay for all their teams, their teams, and each visiting team's travel and accommodation. Um, that was just a necessity because we had no funding. We were in the middle of a funding cycle. So um, over the years, we we haven't given them any assistance. The initial couple of years, then from there, we've we've gradually built up their grants. So there's Pathways grants. They're now part of one of our teams. So they receive the same level of funding as each of our other Interest Super Cup clubs do. And, and that's the support we give, but they still need to uh, support their and each travelling team's accommodation and meals. And, and, and unfortunately, that can't change because there's no additional funding for that. Oh, as you say, a measure of their commitment to the competition that they're able to do that and compete. I mean, they are a strong side in your competition, aren't they? Very much so. They're, um, you know, they're, they're basically semi-professional up there. They live in, uh, they all live together. They train, you know, pretty much four or five days a week. So they they work hard. They've got a very good coach in Michael Marum. Um, they're well disciplined. They've got a good administration. You know, they've uh, they've really worked hard to put themselves where they are. And they, obviously, they were last year's champions for us. You know, it culminated in, in third, fourth year in they they were actually champions of the Interest Super Cup and went on to represent us at the national state final. Um, this year, they it's always a tough year to back up in the Interest Super Cup. The team, if you win it one year, you seem to struggle the next. Whether you've got a target on your back or there's a, you know, there's there's demands because you've lost players because they've been showcased and they've gone to NRL clubs, um, which happened to the Hunters. So you know they they rebuilt and they were they were competitive. They got right down to the last game of the year, and we expected them to go through to the finals actually, and they got beaten and then Ipswich won. So in the the, the last game of the year, so. 
So uh, they just missed out, but only on points for and against, not on wins and losses. So they didn't quite manage to back up their success of the 2017 season, but surely their, their popularity has only grown. How have the fans of your competition responded to the Hunters coming in? Look, they're always popular. Um, you get a lot of PNG expats over here coming to watch them wherever they go, um, and they play an exciting brand of footy, so teams actually go along. They know there's going to be a physical confrontation. It's going to be a tough game, so... So they've been a welcome addition to our competition in that regard. They've certainly helped increase the crowds whenever they go and play at uh, venues. You know, their initial year was 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 a massive increase. It's it's dropped since then, but they're still uh, significant contributors to the gate taking through to the grounds they go to. So, um, you know, we we encourage them to continue their participation. I'm sure they're keen to continue to do so as well. A physical brand of play. Is there anything else unique about? PNG Rugby League that they've brought to your competition? When our teams get to go over to, to PNG and they play at the uh, the National Football Stadium over there, a lot of our participants, our younger participants over here, it'll be the biggest crowd they've ever played in front of and certainly uh, the loudest and the most knowledgeable. Um, and and it may that may be the pinnacle of their career in terms of where they've, you know, if they don't go on to the NRL or anything bigger or anything representative, um, still playing Intra Super Cup against the PNG Hunters in Port Moresby is a phenomenal experience for our participants, and 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 what that does is is you know creates a sense of enjoyment and, and excitement for our for our players and coaching staff, and and all our teams enjoy going over there, even though it's a tough, very tough road trip. Uh, they enjoy going over there for the experience that it provides them. Now, there's been talk over the years about other teams from the Pacific, perhaps joining Australian Rugby League teams. I know that there was a Fiji inside interested in joining the New South Wales Cup at one stage. Is it something that you might recommend to other competitions? They certainly add to your competition. There's no doubt about that. Um, there's a whole heap of logistic nightmares that come with it, uh, but the, the benefits far outweigh those, and, and uh, we encourage them to get involved. The reality is that if you know if a Pacific nation does become involved in one of the competitions, they, they do have to fund their inclusion because... Anything that's sort of detrimental to your local competition, as in, i.e., taking funds away from that, then then you've got to look at it as a governing body. But when they come in and provide, as they have done the PNG, um, you know, that's they're certainly welcome, and and it it does nothing but add to our competition, and and that's what we want to encourage. So so it's a tough one, but when you're a, when you're a nation, you you know that's what PNG also might seem tough. They do have a population of eight million, I believe, and and they're a national team. They have access to national resources and sponsors and supporters, and and that there in itself is a strength as well. So, so it's tough, um, but it's it's probably understandable that that it's uh, we need that for them to be able to include in our competition. Finally, Dave, some talk about perhaps a PNG team joining the, the full blown National Rugby League. Would that surprise you if that ever happened? No, no, it wouldn't. I think they realised sort of fairly early on in their NRL bid that they they had to play consistently within Australia and perform consistently within Australia. So they recognised Interest Super Cup was an opportunity to do so. It was the most feasible in terms of the closest for them. So it certainly made sense to join the Interest Super Cup, um, you know, become consistent in that competition, which they certainly have done so. And like I said, they've they've been the winner of our competition last year in 2017. So so they've achieved that. But to make an NRL, they're going to have to step it up again. You know, there's going to have to be some recruitment that goes with that, as, as is every team. You know, every team wants to be a local team 
but the reality is you need specific, uh, you know, the rigours and demands of the NRL. You need specific players and, and experts in their position. If you haven't got them in your own catchment area, then you need to recruit. So there will be some, some expectations around that. I think they realise they'd have to do that if that was the case. But they would certainly add to, to the NRL. And um, we'd like to think that they continue in our competition as well because they're going to need a, um, you know, a tough state league support to make sure that they're, they're viable in the NRL in years to come. Dave Maiden from the Queensland Rugby League. Controversial changes to the Davis Cup men's tennis competition were introduced this month, but the president of the Oceania Tennis Federation says it's good news for smaller nations. Cyril Mangi says doubts raised by former Davis Cup stars are outweighed by the benefits to the game's global development. For us smaller nations like Pacific Oceania team and Guam, the new format is not going to affect it apart from the fact that there will be $25,000 per team uh, subsidy. So for Davis Cup, we will actually probably make a bit of money. So, so the change you know, for the small nation is actually, is actually a good thing. And there's also with the new uh, format, $2 million will be injected in development of tennis. So for the smaller nation in Oceania, it's all beneficial. You know, uh, I have to think about my, you know, our big nation, Australia, which uh, they were against. But Australia has a big history with Davis Cup. So, so I think they, their point of view was also understandable. But from all of us smaller nations, the change of format means more money. And as such, we all think it, it, it's a good thing. But then again, wait and see. I'll get you to talk me through Australia's objections in a moment. But first, tell me, what yep. do you think the money could specifically be used for? The money can go a, a long way. I mean, uh, you know, two millions in development, you know, at the moment, uh, a country like, like Vanuatu, uh, you know, we're getting for our JTI program, which is Junior Tennis Initiative, you know, $3,000 to develop tennis in Vanuatu from the International Tennis Federation. So uh, it's not a lot of money to develop a, a, a sport. We know we have to do a lot more to get extra money, especially in Vanuatu. The government does not help or fund anything to do with sport. So the Federation has to do a lot more. So, you know, so as soon as you, you know, you hear about getting more money into development, that means, you know, maybe the possibility of, of actually employing a full-time technical director, which we do not have at the moment, or maybe a full-time CEO, which we do not have at the moment. So the money can go a long way. Now, we know that the Davis Cup finals have been changed, a very old tradition there in men's tennis, and Australia, who's been a dominant player in the Davis Cup over the years, was a little bit concerned about the changes. Uh, Do you understand quite what their objections were? The objection was really about history. I mean, uh, I think a a number of players in Australia and and the administrators, uh, you know, they remember all these long dramatic matches that Leighton Hewitt, Pat Rafa, you know, Pat Cash played in Davis Cup. And it was mainly around, around the change of format. But I think also Tennis Australia felt that they did not have enough information on, on, on the deal with Cosmos. That's, you know, the discussion I had with them. But I think most of it was, was about the tradition and, and the love that the entire country in Australia has towards this year's format and not next year. You know, someone, I mean, like Leighton Hewitt was very vocal about it. 
even though Mark Woodford is currently on the board of the HCF as the players uh, uh, representation and he felt that most of the players around the world wa- wanted the change because of the long format. Right, so it kind of truncates the competition, doesn't it? And Cosmos, the company that you mentioned there who's, who's sponsoring the changes, is going to be part of the competition for 25 years. So, so really, when we talk about history, there's a whole new history here that's going to be established, isn't it? Oh, definitely. But I think from the ITF's perspective, the competition was dying also. I mean, the Davis Cup especially has lost three to four sponsors in the last few years. And currently, there were only three major sponsors. Uh, so, so the competition was also dying. Uh, and, and actually, all the players and everyone was asking for a, for a change. But even people that were against could not come up with the perfect plan. So, so I think having you know, an 18-team final, you know, it's like a World Cup. It's like what happens in any other sports. will be something, I, I believe, yeah, very entertaining. Uh, so, yes, it is a new history for the Davis Cup. We are in a different era, and, and I mean, me personally, I'm, I'm, I'm all for change. Uh, and if the changes don't work, you make amendments. But I think the ITF, you know, the, the deal that Cosmos came forward with was hard to say no. Now, there's been another exciting development in Oceania tennis over the last couple of weeks, and it came in the form of a young PNG tennis player who's done very well at the US Open. Yep, Violet Apisa. You know, she's top 50 in the juniors. Yes, yeah, she's, she's from PNG, but lives in, in Sydney, and she's an outstanding young athlete. I've seen her play this year and the year before the Australian Open, so she's not new to the circuit. She went to the round of 16, and I think she lost in three sets against Burel, who's the, the French girl that actually made it to the finals. So, so it's an outstanding result. But Violet, her auntie, who is uh, Abigail Tereapisa, she's entered for the first time ever the top 300 in the world. Uh, so I, I guess it's in the genes. I mean, auntie and, and the niece are doing extremely well. The OTF is very proud of what they've succeeded and achieved. And, and I mean, she's part of the team that won gold medal in uh, PNG Games in 2015. So, you know, I hope. Violet will go a long way. She's an exceptional young lady. To get to the round of 16 at a Grand Slam, that must be the best result by an Oceania junior for some time. I, I would not say Oceania because Oceania actually includes Australia and New Zealand. But definitely from a Pacific Islander's point of view, would be ranked as probably one of the best results uh, ever, I would say. Oceania Tennis Federation President Cyril Mangi. The coach of the Fijian Drua says his players have restored confidence in their ability to compete with Australian teams in the National Rugby Championship. Then Drua are top of the table after two wins from their first two games, played at home in Nausori and Lautoka. After Saturday's 66-5 drubbing of Brisbane City, Vinnie Wiley spoke to the coach, Senarusi Suruvakula, who praised his players' professionalism. It, it, it was a good game. It was a good game and, and, and the boys are starting to feel they, they, they have their full confidence in, in playing in this uh, level with uh, Australian people. And I'm uh, uh, very proud of how they play and, and they stick to our uh, game pattern and that's how what we talk about before the game and done the process well uh, for the week. Yeah, 66 points to 5. Um, d- did you ever think it could be that big a scoreline? Um, looking at the players and, and, and the, the skill level, uh, that was possible for us, but uh, to reach uh, more than 50 points, that's uh, it's really massive for the, for the team. Yeah, and you talked about those first two weeks at home, how important it was to 
to win those games at home now that you're on the road for the next two weeks. It's not a long season, so uh, in terms of your playoff ambitions or title ambitions, important to do the job at home. It's going to get tougher every week, and uh, that's uh, talking in the team. Because all these Australian teams, they will be reviewing our game, how we can disrupt the momentum for the group. So we need to do the process well again, and then come back to earth and forget about these two wins and play these two hard games away from home. You talked after the first game about how the set pieces were somewhere you wanted to see improvement at scrum line-out. You opted to, to bring in and start your... Flying Fijians front row, um, you know how how beneficial was that in terms of setting the platform? Oh, it really works for us. It really works for us uh, with the, the the experience of, from the Flying Fijian players. Uh, they really uh, handled it on the first half before I bring in the young uh, front row playing first game. So that's really worked for us. And uh, to be honest, it, it, it gets more tougher in selecting these players who go on in a tour and, and to be on the run on. Because all, all these players, they put their hands up every week and they, they train hard. And uh, it's, it's always tough to, uh, when you come into selection. Do you think physically, is it possible for players realistically to play every week in this competition? Or do you think you'll have to rotate your squad a bit and try and manage that? to maintain it at that level but we need to look at how we, we train them but uh, for me personally uh, the rotation will, will be done especially in the 5th and the 6th game I have to play everyone in the 2 games so everyone can uh, have a chance in tracking the into the draw so we have uh, 33 contracted players so this week there will be some changes and uh, and then certainly for those two home games again in Fiji Everyone will uh, get to play for the And uh, Senator Rossi, you mentioned you had a few players that were over at the Under-20 Trophy playing for Fiji. They had a huge win over Samoa in the final this week. Absolutely massive. I think it was 58 points to eight. Um, when, when do those players come back into consideration for your team? Some of them will be part of the training when they come back. Injury occurs and uh, some of those players will be included, especially the inside centre on the for the Under-20s. He's been uh, impressive in the, in the World, Junior World Cup. And uh, Senator Rossi, obviously, through your work with the Fiji Warriors and now the Andrua, you obviously have seen a number of young players come up and as they develop in, in their rugby careers. And you, you touched on the inside centre there. It must be pleasing from a Fijian rugby perspective to see the success of the under-20s there, first time in five years that they'll be back at the, the top level of junior rugby. Um you know, players that would obviously ultimately like to play for your team and, and then on to higher honours as well. That must be encouraging. Well, certainly, certainly. That's the case. We need to be, have a clear pathway for these young players. And uh, looking into the under-20s, I think a lot of them, I believe a lot of them will be in the Warriors for the PRC next year in the under-23. And, uh, of course, you've had two good wins. You're top of the table still. Uh, you're a point clear of the rest. Uh, but... This coming weekend, you'll face Queensland Country, the defending champions, a team that beat you in the semi-finals last year. So uh, they're also undefeated, two wins from two. So it's uh, it's going to be another step up, isn't it? It is. It is. It's going to it's going to be tougher. It's going to be tough uh, game, and uh, we need to step up our our preparation and uh, forget about the last two games that have, uh, we won, and we want to have to come down to earth again, and then we switch on for that game against the Queensland country. They, they all be tough, uh, and especially playing at 1pm in Mackay. What about the the uh, Queensland country side? What impresses you about them? They've got the background with a lot of uh, support rugby experience. 
but we needed to tighten up our, our set pieces again. And we just have to be disciplined for the, for 80 minutes, which is good for us for the last two games. And uh, we just need to have that jelling uh, uh, whaling in the rugby so that we can click and, and start open up the rugby again. That's what they're going to think the Queensland is going to try and stop that momentum. Because as soon as it starts and, and the boys just start building the combination and and you can see the, the, the skill level rise up and they enjoy what they're doing in best and running with the ball. Fiji and Drua coach Senarusi Seruvakula. That's World and Sport for this week. You can hear this program again on our website, rnzi.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.